I had realised and come to understand what my true gender identity was at a very early age. But like a lot of people of my generation, we kind of made the best of it. The older I got and probably the more stress I accumulated in my everyday life at work and at home, the less able I was to cope, yeah? And I got to the point where I could no longer cope with that. So all that's coming together, all that's kind of crystallizing. So then to cover kind of how did I approach it at work, frankly, I got to the position that this was something I had to do. Uh, And then it was almost a question of, will work go with me or not? Because either way, I'm going to do it. Right. Once I got to the, the Rubicon moment, I reached out to my senior HR business partner. And I, ra- I, I rang and, and basically said, you know, this may come as a bit of a shock to you, but I need to transition my gender, transition my presentation at work, and I need your help to do that. So Karen being the, you know, the lovely, empathetic person that she is, which hugely supportive, but the first thing she said to me was, this is new to me. So whilst I can't, at our first meeting, I can't give you the answers, my commitment to you is I'll go and find out. And was that a good response to you? Yeah, so that was great. She was very supportive, very committed to get the information she needed to work with me to make it happen. And the bottom line, and I'll always remember what she said, she said, whatever it takes, we'll make this happen and we'll support you. You do not need to have any worries about work. What a great response. So that was that was just amazing for me. So that must have been the first of many conversations you had at that time and subsequently mm. about this at work. Yeah. How did they go? Because at some point, presumably, you sat down with your direct <laughs> superior. I remember that very, very, very well. And he, you know, was very supportive. So that was a major relief. So basically, we put in place a plan which had me sitting down with my team so at that time I probably had 25 direct reports tell them the story in my own words in my own time and at that meeting would be present my boss HR representative from the gender trust that I would then share and then I would withdraw and whilst I was out of the room they, they then ran a Q&A session it was like the whew, so what does this mean? Answer all the questions. Okay, before so, you go any further, yeah. I want to ask how you felt before that meeting, because it just sounds terrified. Terrified. Absolutely <laughs> terrified. And I think kind of a big learn for me was kind of looking back at that in the time, and it really is seared on my memory. I, I Oh, gosh. I think they all probably thought I was going to die. I forgot some awful illness that I was telling them about. It was It was very heavy and very serious and actually I learned something not long after that actually uh, trans is not tragic. And Uh, how did they respond? uh, Shock. Huge shock. I then had two weeks leave and during that time it was agreed that all my reports would go through a short, what I think one to two hour training session on what it meant to be transgender, why, how, implications 
the journey, lose pronouns, names, sexual orientation, dress, you know, kind of you name it. So that then gets you to a position when the day comes, when you go back and, you know, you present in your acquired gender for the first time, which is nerve wracking. And I think what I would say is people get really hung up on on making mistakes or getting it wrong. Right. So it's like the atmosphere in the office was, I knew everybody was waiting for the first person to use my former name, because, of course, I changed name. Yes. Uh, or to misgender me. And actually, I'll always remember the first person to misgender myself was me. <laughs> which kind of, and I actually made a point of going, oh, there you go, I'm the first. And we had a laugh, and that kind of broke the tension. Do you constantly feel you having to manage people's expectations and preconceptions? Yeah, so my presentation was hugely important to me. And still is. And what's the key thing there for you to appear appropriate for the role you're in? Absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you make some fashion crime mistakes along the way. But, but the <laughs> point is, <laughs> yeah, if the culture and the environment is right, whatever people feel, they will treat you with respect. And actually, some of the people that I knew best or my closest colleagues might take me aside and say, do you know what? that's not really working or your makeup's a bit over the top but the point I want to get to is that for me work became a really safe space and the challenge for me wasn't being at work it was going to work and leaving work the The, journey the journey so sitting on the train sitting on the tube with people looking at you that was incredibly stressful and on more than one occasion lead to be being abused and assaulted And I had to steal myself, and occasionally still do, leaving work and jumping on the train and all the rest of it. Let's talk a little bit about inclusivity at Mm. work. Because obviously that's an issue for all sorts of people within the LGBT plus community and all sorts of levels. For you, what would it be that might have got in the way of you feeling included once you transitioned? Yeah, use of language... But also, it's the way people behave. Yeah. It's when you talk about other things, fashion, whether it be shopping, whether it be sport, news, politics, whatever. It's actually being included in those conversations. Yeah. Being included within the group. The fact that I've gender transitioned does not mean I'm not interested in sport anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, So, so, but, but, you know, kind of at the end of the day, you have to be big enough to get over that. For HR. Mm. managers at all levels what is the most important thing they need to keep in the forefront of their mind if they find themselves in the situation of having that conversation that you had with your HR what should they do the reality is trans people are out there so however big your workforce large or small you've probably got trans people in it so I think the statistics would say that sometime or other in their lives about 5% of the population question their identity about 1% of the population ever in their lifetime do something about it. So that, that means within every HR group, there needs to be um, subject matter expert, point of excellence. I think that's really, really important. But, but when you're having the conversation, be empathetic and be understanding and commit to go away and do your research. Because I think the message is that for the individual who is transitioning to get to the point of having the conversation, They've gone through so much and what they need is your help, your empathy and your support and you, as Karen was in my case, to be the trusted and informed professional.
professional that they can rely on for help in transitioning in the workplace.